You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hey, welcome aboard. It's Brendan Escott in for Reed Wilkins once again on a soggy Friday in Edmonton. And we've got a football team in the wind column, my friends. Holy smokes. You mean we can talk about something else? I can't wait. We've got a couple hours to do it. There's going to be lots of Elks talk here in the first hour of the show. But lots else going on that we'd better keep you informed about. Not the least of which, the 2023 Minto Cup in Edmonton starting Sunday. The Miners Lacrosse Club, who uh, they went there and came within one overtime goal of winning the whole darn thing last year. They're back at the big dance, not because they're the hosts, but because they won the Rocky Mountain Junior A Lacrosse League. We will hear from head coach John Lentz with a preview of the tournament. I guess an idea what we can expect out of the Miners team themselves that is uh, the meat and potatoes here of course uh, we did lose one of the great broadcast voices of a generation probably a couple generations in Buffalo Sabres voice Rick Generet so I thought it would be fun today to look back or for maybe for you to tell me what your favorite all-time play-by-play clip is And if you're feeling really ambitious, I've got a canned ham shirt for you. Okay, I made a phone call. I talked to the big man, and he gave me permission to give you a canned ham shirt. But here's the catch. I I think that we've heard people come on and sort of make their best animal noise before, something along those lines. I want to see what your play-by-play chops are. If you think you can give it a go... We're going to open up the phone lines at about 7.35 tonight. The best one is going to it's gonna take down a canned ham t-shirt and a whole heck of a lot of glory and bragging rights from inside sports. You can tell everybody when you wear that shirt exactly how it was earned. So, I, I, again, maybe that's a little too tall a task, but I thought it would be fun. If you're willing, you got some time to think about it right now. You've even got some time to grab the hairbrush and head over to the bathroom mirror and do a little practice run and then give me a call at 780-496-0063 on the CertainTeed hotline. CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. If if you call me up and you give me a play-by-play rendition and here's what I'm thinking. So when I when I'm talking about this, I'm thinking 
of Patrick Steffen when he steals and he'll ice it. Or at least I thought he was gonna until he blew it. And now here comes Hemsky down the ice. You know what I'm saying? So if you can, can you put something like that together for me? If you can, give me a call up when we get to that part of the show. But certainly send me a text, 780-496-0063. That is just fine as well. I'm looking to give away a canned ham t-shirt to someone brave enough to give me a little play-by-play on the radio later on tonight. But first and foremost here, the Edmonton Elks, my friend. Friends, they're in the win column. It sounded a little something like this last night here on these airwaves. Let's light this rocket. We're underway in Hamilton. Ford will take the drop. He wants to throw it. He does. Going deep. Touchdown Edmonton is it Stephen Dunbar returning to Hamilton and he hauls that one in and the Elks, Stephen Dunbar, takes the first pie out of the oven and the Elks take a 6-0 lead. Taylor Cornelius in for the third time today. Oh, oh he's going to throw and he's going to dump one out and it is uh, complete all the way downfield to Get the there. 10 to the 15-yard line and it's A.C. Leonard with the wow. reception. He's a receiver once again. What a huge play by the Elks. Taylor Cornelius faked it, dropped back a couple of steps and then tossed a beautiful rainbow to A.C. Leonard. Cornelius pushes ahead. He's in. Touchdown Elks. Taylor Cornelius, one yard and his second touchdown on the ground this season. Ford in the pocket has some time. Now he scrambles to the right side. Throws. There it is. Dunbar has got a pair and the Elks increase their lead in Hamilton. Nice play by Trey Ford to roll to the right side and Dunbar was all by himself just inside the goal line and he wraps himself around that for his second touchdown of the game. Field goal attempt from the 17-yard line and uh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. It's up and through and it's 24-10 now. The Elks lead the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Trey Ford once again takes a knee. Victory formation means victory finally for the Edmonton Elks. And Trey Ford has now done that at Tim Hortons Field four times in his football career. Two times now with the Edmonton Elks. He won on Canada Day last year with some help from the defense and a, a fumble returned for a touchdown. He's also done it twice as a high schooler. So, you know, Trey Ford was happy to head back there home. Uh, he got a lot of help, he says, from the teammates around him last night. Yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, off, again, offensive line played phenomenal. Uh, I thought KB played phenomenal as well. I mean, I know we had that one sack, but it was more of a more of a cover sack. It was more on me. I didn't get all the way through my read, so the sack was definitely my fault. And um, defensively, I thought I thought they were flying around. Uh, you know, we, 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 bent, we, we bent a couple times there, but we never broke. So uh, big shout out to them for playing a great game. Another super efficient performance for Ford, uh, passing the ball, 13 of 18. That's right around 70%, 174 yards and two touchdowns. You heard there both to Stephen Dunbar Jr., who finished with 93 receiving yards on the game. A big 47-yard gainer, a 29-yard touchdown pass, and one you heard there in which he sat down sort of right inside the end zone. But a nice connection being formed and demonstrated there by Ford and Dunbar. And we had the return of Eugene Lewis last night. Just two receptions on four targets there for last year's East Division Most Outstanding Player nominee. Uh, If they can get him going in addition to, and this is what they had envisioned for the receiver core. 
Kyron Moore, uh, Dylan Mitchell, Emmanuel Arsenault, who factored in last night, Stephen Dunbar, and Eugene Lewis. You're talking about five formidable receiving options, without a doubt. And Lewis really had he hauled in. Um, they went for it on third and three in the first half. And instead of just going short or trying to get the first down, they went for everything. And Ford dropped a beautiful pass. Would have been probably 35, 40 yards worth of a game. Didn't quite mature. Materialize. Maybe the next time uh, Lewis is down there, he hauls that in. It's the kind of play that you would expect the veteran to haul in, especially when you're when you brought him here to be that type of player for you. Second half, uh, still not a perfect picture, but obviously they were able to hang on after building up a lead and then enduring yeah, an hour and 47 minute weather delay. An hour and 47 minutes. It was basically like the game started over once again and they still come away with a 24-10 victory. Ford though does say he's got to uh, maybe reserve some energy for the second halves of football games. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we came out a little bit slow in the third quarter. I mean, uh, part of that's on me. I know we technically had two turnovers today because we didn't know we didn't find that we went for it on third down. And I yeah. threw two incompletions. So, I mean, like those those definitely don't help. It's definitely a morale killer. So uh, I just got to be smarter with the ball and uh, try to get some completions. If not, try to run for it and just keep the offense on the field because the more time we're on the field, the more opportunity we have. It's been such a, an effort for this team to figure out how they can go about playing a complete football game. And no, I do not think that last night's game was complete by any means. But that was complete uh, an effort as they have had. Here's Chris Jones. Well, I mean, that's, you know, it's the closest that we've been this year. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't it wasn't perfect, certainly. Uh, you know, the punt return, we got fortunate to get a, you know, a penalty. Finally was called on them. And, uh, you know, so it's an opportunity uh, to, to not get a, a big play in the third quarter that goes against us. They did benefit from three missed Tiger Cats field goals. Three missed field goals and a fumble as well. But these are the breaks that they weren't getting for the first nine games of the season. And, hey, they're 1-0 in the second half. Who knows what that might burst into, really. It's finally... There's some positive things to build on. Week after week, it's two consecutive weeks. They had not had a halftime lead all year until the last two weeks of now what we've seen, and they've been able to do that against a very good Winnipeg team and against a very mediocre Hamilton Tiger Cats team. So there's probably a lot of people sitting there right now with their arms folded saying, yeah, well, prove it again. I agree. And their next opportunity is on home fields on Sunday, another extended time uh, where they get a couple extra days off here, played the Thursday game. They're going to close out week 12 next week instead. And it is Terry Vaughn, uh, Wall of Honor induction night as well for that game. So uh, traditionally those have brought some auspiciousness I would think I, I think back to last year when they enshrined Jim Germany and, and the like uh, the three of them and there was a weather delay so they couldn't even do the ceremony at halftime they had to move it to the end of the football game so hopefully that's all the silliness that comes and the Elks can finally put to rest they put a west to, to rest the 13 game losing streak they don't enter new territory. They stay tied with the 1963 and 64 Elks with the longest losing streak in franchise history. But it didn't get to 14. And the home losing streak is what it is at that point, or this point, is 22. 20- 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Two. But if you did it on the road, well, who's to say you can't do it at home? And then we don't have to talk about that anymore either. That would be spectacular. Some time to enjoy it, and then a lot of time to work on their craft, welcoming another three-win team, at least entering Week 11 here. They've got a game against uh, Montreal this week, do the Red Blacks, and then they'll be in town next Sunday, a 5 o'clock game on 6.30. Chad, much more on the Elks coming up with play-by-play man Morley Scott after the 6.35 news. Uh, We'll get to that. We'll get to some of your text messages as well. It's Brendan Escott in for Reed Wilkins here this Friday evening on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent setting injury lawyers. Sit back, held in there, up to the end of the shot. of the great, the late great Rick Jenneret, uh, longest tenured broadcaster ever with a uh, single NHL team uh, spending how many seasons? That is oh, that is a long time. 51 years. 51 years with one team. He passed away after a uh, two-year long battle with a multi-organ failure yesterday. Uh, started out in Toronto at uh, Chum at CHUM, I'm pretty sure that would have been around the same time Brian Hall was there. So it's amazing how small the Canadian media circle can be. But, uh, you know, as far as storied play-by-play careers goes, I mean, everybody knows the signature sound. Even if you don't know the name, even if you're not sure, you've probably heard the, the Mayday call. You've probably heard some Rick Jenneret in your lifetime. That's the power of, of a play-by-play voice. I mean, it's such an amazing thing. Every, um, not every, it, it, it's a luxury, I suppose, when you have a, somebody as legendary. I think of Bob Ridley, for example, with the Medicine Hat Tigers in the Western Hockey League. I mean, just like 40 years at the helm of, of uh, their circuit, maybe even more. I'd have to double check on that. 
it can become, and I don't need to tell this to people who listen to Brian Hall and Elks football forever, or Rod Phillips and uh, and Oilers hockey forever, those people kind of become synonymous, and they become synonymous with the incredible events that happen. So if you're a golf fan and you tune into Augusta National every year, you were probably also a big fan of the work that Jim Nats does on the play-by-play of that. Or you think about some of the iconic moments, Tiger Woods in 2005 chipping in in your life have you ever seen anything like that like these are the uh, you know sort of the dictators of the moments the narrators of these moments in history and uh, we've got one and pretty good one right now in uh, Jack Michaels Cam Moon as well we're blessed in Edmonton to have two incredibly talented play-by-play voices here so what resonates for you when I talk about this stuff is there a moment I, I joked about the the Patrick Stefan the empty net and, and uh, I've got friends that can recite that entire sequence of play-by-play. Maybe it's uh, loose puck Eberly from the World Juniors game in 2009 when he went on to tie the game with a, a few seconds left. Uh, these are the iconic sporting moments, yes, but let's also think about the vocal backdrop to them all. Maybe you're a soccer fan and you love Peter Drury and the way that he's able to paint a picture. Sometimes they do it with all the energy in the world, like Jennerette, and some of them are, are so powerful and gifted when it comes to using silence as a tool, as an effective tool. But for you, who is your top play-by-play? Do you have a moment where it was really on display, a moment that a play-by-play man captured your heart? Was it the Battle of Alberta? In February of 2020, when there was the goalie fight, maybe that inspired a whole new generation of fans of play-by-play. This texter here, 780-496-0063. James saying, how about April 10th of 1997? Todd Marchant's overtime winner with Dallas. Big Darian Hatcher blowing a wheel on the play of that one. Let me know what you think. Send me a text. Give me a call. 780-496-0063. Most memorable play-by-play call. We're giving away a canned ham t-shirt if you're brave enough in hour number two to give me a call and even lay a little play-by-play on the airwaves. It's a Friday night. Why not have a little bit of fun here on Inside Sports? You know we're always keeping it loose, but we'll keep it extra loose for you here. Morley Scott, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Elks, going to come up here after this next Global News weather update. And we'll talk about all of all of everything that went into that win. They are 1-9, yes, but they are 1-0 in the second half of the season. That's my mindset looking at this because there is so much positivity. Brendan Escott here with you. We are back in mere moments here on 630 Chad.